0: The highest honor and act of service is submitting to my female partner.
1: Yeah.
0: And somehow, that's a courageous act of masculine energy. Absolutely. And of masculinity. Yeah. That doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Whoa. This episode is serious business. Sophie Josefina is a conscious sex and intimacy coach based out of Amsterdam. And today we're talking about the dance between the masculine and the feminine. This is a very powerful episode, it is chock full. Of paradoxes. We talk about women having a strong inner dude and how that goes in conflict with surrendering to the masculine. Why some empowered women are still single. The difference between I need you to and I would love it if language of getting your needs met. The difference between a need and a deal breaker. How to ask your man to fix your faucet. The difference between an ultimatum and a boundary consequence. How men can access a more feminine energy while still staying strong for their female partner. And if you want a beautiful example of what it means and looks like to hold space, Sophie does an excellent job of that at the 25-minute mark. This is a beautiful episode and is probably the most intimate piece of work I have published to date. And Sophie helped me create the space required to access that kind of intimacy. And so we model what it looks like to bring this energy to our relationships. And as a side note, I am dedicating this episode to my partner. I am incredibly grateful and honored to be able to walk this bit of the journey together. Thank you, and thanks to all of you for listening. My name is Sean Galinas, and this is The Love Drive. I'm going to start in a different way than I normally start. Okay. So this is a this is a first time ever Love Drive podcast guest question Yay. number 1.
2: Yay. Are you ready? Yes, tell me.
0: How's your heart?
2: How's my heart? Mm. My heart is having such a hard time melting, and surrendering, and opening. And I thought I lived an entire life for my heart, but now that I'm actually truly connecting to her, it's actually terrifying. And I'm 30 years old right now, and I'm only just learning how to connect to my heart. Mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: Wow. What's so terrifying?
2: Mm, I think being a woman, I've always spent a lot of energy taking care of everybody else and making sure everybody else is comfortable and and having a good time and that I've actually never really felt myself. I've always deprioritized my own stuff for other people to be happy. And now I actually have to feel her. It also means that I have to act on it. Now I can't, yeah, I, I, when there is a no or when there is a yes, I, I, have, I have to do something with it. So it's terrifying. It's terrifying because there's no way back now. And it's terrifying to feel myself as much, yeah.
0: You've peeked behind the curtain.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're, you're not supposed to peek behind the curtain unless no. you're, unless you're ready to go, to go back there.
2: I really have always said I was so ready. I've always been saying like, oh yeah, like, for instance, I want a man that chooses me and I want a man that is completely emotionally mature and I want to open my heart and I want to live fully. But now that I actually have to do it, it's terrifying. I never thought it would be terrifying. And I thought I would be so ready for this because I've done years and years of work, right? Until you get there. Oh boy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is terrifying
2: yes it is
0: it's it's terrifying on the you know on the masculine side also
2: yeah why is it terrifying on the masculine side
0: for the same reason it's terrifying on your side yeah showing up and and opening up to somebody means opening up to love which also means opening up to pain yes i haven't figured out how to open up to one and not the other
2: yeah yeah
0: and that's scary and no one wants to get hurt
2: no, nobody wants to get hurt. And I also don't want to get lost in the games anymore If all the distractions of not wanting to feel the pain or wanting to feel the, the vulnerability and connection and, and love.
1: Mm. I
2: don't want to do the games anymore, and so I'm in this deeply vulnerable space of where there is really just love and vulnerability, and I have to sit in it. I have to be with it. And there's no blaming, shaming, judging to distract me Mm. yeah
0: just because there's love doesn't mean that it's easy
2: no, no, probably on cool. the contrary, yeah I think so too. I think so too, yeah, probably on the contrary. How's your heart?
0: Uh, um it's open, yeah, um, it's also extremely fragile mm. and it's sad
2: mm. Yep. Mm. yeah this sounds very familiar
0: mm. <laughs> yeah I didn't I didn't really sleep last night that well mm. Mm. and there's something going on in my relationship that's, that's really hard to handle yeah and that's the terrifying part is the turning towards it rather than away yeah i can turn away i've done that my whole life i've numbed i've distracted i've walked away i've i've ran away because i wasn't ready
1: yeah
0: i wasn't ready to look at what's underneath all of that and now i am or i thought i was
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and it's hard it's really scary Mm. because there's a lot of not knowing involved mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because love is uncertain mm-hmm. and it involves another person
1: mm-hmm.
0: who's constantly growing and shifting and changing and that's what humans do
2: yeah and yeah so- i love where you're saying there that the love is uncertain It's so deeply uncertain
0: i don't think you can make it safe it ceases to be
2: I think a lot of our ways we try to make it safe and cr- try to create certainty, and I notice as i'm as I'm getting a bit older that you c- i mean you can't I can't create certainty here. I can't make somebody stay with me right? so for me to open my heart, I will always have to be in the vulnerability and the uncertainty.
0: This feels like an epic transition because I've got it in my head. about how we're going to drop into today's topic. Tell me. But before we do that,
2: mm-hmm. who are you? So my name is Sofia Josefina, and I am a conscious sex and intimacy coach, and I'm right now based in Amsterdam. And I generally work with people, uh, both men and women, on masculine feminine interplay, um, and both within ourselves as with others because I've seen in my own life and I've seen it in many people that I work with that we're not getting the energetic nourishment that we need because we also don't really know what we need. Um, and, and really deepening your, your understanding of masculine and feminine and, and finding that polarity and, and finding the nourishment that you're actually craving is such a beautiful way to find healing and integration in life. So that's a little bit of, who I am and what I do
0: and we're talking about what today
2: <laughs> I'd love to talk about the masculine and feminine today
0: you know I had a great transition but I lost it <laughs> <laughs> darn it <laughs> it was great it was really good and that's what I happens st-
2: I still want to hear it now <laughs> it,
0: you know I suspect it'll come back
2: okay good
0: I suspect it'll good. come back so, where do we start with this conversation? Yeah. This is big. We're going to do our best to mm-hmm. explore it in the hour that we have together. Yeah. Now, where do we start?
2: Where do we start? I can tell you a bit about my story with this because I think it's a story that many women, especially, go through, especially my generation women.
0: The floor is yours.
2: Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I have, I have a background in data science, which means that I've spent the past decade in a super male-dominated world. And I really thought I had it all. I was this strong, independent woman. I was successful. I was still very sensual and feminine, I thought. Um, and I was doing everything that I should be doing with life. And then a few years ago, my body started giving up. Like it collapsed. I got very, very ill. I got a massive burnout, and I just didn't fully understand why. Because I thought I'm living the life that I want, right? Like that—that that analytical, businessy, leadership part of me is definitely a part of me. So why am I burning out? I don't get it. And I am also feminine, and I'm—I an, am also sensual. So what's happening? Why am I burning out? What am I not getting in my life that I actually need? And in my burnout, I, I reconnected with Tantra, which was something that uh, I would actually was raised in but never realized it was Tantra. And I, I reconnected with it and I learned more about masculine and feminine. I thought, but I'm, I've always been doing this and I know about this. And then my big turning point came, uh, it was early last year, I was in a retreat And it was a women's only retreat. And this woman sits next to me and I hadn't even had a conversation with her. I hadn't even properly looked at her. And I noticed something in my body relax. And it relaxed in a way that it never had relaxed before. And I thought, oh, what's going on here? And I realized that this woman that was sitting next to me was, by the way, this tiny New York lady. This woman was more masculine than I was in the sense that she was also this very feminine woman, but at the same time, she was making sure everybody was okay. She knew the program. She knew where we had to go. She was making sure everybody would get there. She was very much in this beautiful, almost feminine masculinity. And something in me relaxed for the first time in my life. And I'd always dated these very masculine alpha men because I was looking for this and I wasn't finding it with them and I never got it. And then with her there it was. And now I knew, and I knew what it felt like in my body. And and it wasn't this conscious thing of like, I need to be in my surrender and then it will happen. She just surrendered. And it was from that moment that I finally knew what it was to be in my feminine that I couldn't turn around anymore and and i did this deep dive into what it means to be feminine and, and in which areas of my life i crave it and in which areas of my life i um i actually don't crave it so for instance for me in connection with my relationships my love relationship i crave this i crave to be in that surrender and for that i need to be with a man whose masculinity is stronger than mine because otherwise my inner dude doesn't give up he doesn't give up that easily. Your inner dude. My inner dude. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I have a very strong inner dude, a very highly developed inner dude. And I as I suspect many women do in 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 the strong independent woman movement. I mean, we become very masculine actually. Yeah.
0: I've seen that before.
2: Yeah. And it's it's this very conflicting thing. Like, but I fought so hard to get to this independent place and actually it isn't serving me and actually I want to be surrendered. So what does that mean then? So um, for me now, it means that i it's a bodily experience now. For instance, when I date people, I notice if my inner dude relaxes. And I don't, I don't like go looking for the signs like how much is he in his leadership and how much is he in his masculine and bloody, bloody blue, but I don't go looking for that, but I just notice it in my body when I'm across, especially when I'm dating men, when I'm across a man, do I notice that my inner dude is relaxing? Ooh. And when my inner dude relaxes, it means that there's something in his masculinity that I'm trusting. Mm. And when it's not there, I actually don't continue to deepen the connection with them because I know I will then get into a very strange Polarity or connection play of two people competing with each other. Because mm. my inner dude is so strong, he doesn't get up very easily. And if that was with another man that would like to be the bigger man, then we're just going to be in competition. And I'm also I'm not nourished by being in relationships with men that lay in my lap and, lap and never get up anymore. <laughs> Which was honestly the pattern I was in for most of my life because I was so caring. I would have these big guys that would like lay in my lap and never come out of it. And it's actually wasn't nourishing for me.
0: Too feminine.
2: I think I, I made them also feminine because of my energy, but they're, because they're, I think this this is also like, I, I work with a lot of men. So there's there's a pain in men that there's not a lot of places for them to be feminine.
0: So they would surrender to you.
2: They would finally find a place where they could be, where everything was welcome, where they were they were held. And so they would fall into their feminine with me which of course is a beautiful thing. And I love offering this to men, but now that I've matured a bit in this path, I know that's what I offer in my work and not in my relationships anymore because it's not nourishing.
0: And that said, I suspect that there is room for femininity in your male partner in the relationship.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Because if you are familiar with the work of David Dida, you can read that work and think, okay, so I as a woman need to be my feminine and he is a man needs to be in his masculine and that we're kind of stuck in those roles when actually we're not at all. And for me, I know for myself that I am nourished mostly by being in the feminine while I'm in my love connections, but I sometimes need to be my masculine. If I'm 100% in my feminine, I also go out of balance. So I sometimes need to be my masculine just as my beloved sometimes needs to be in his feminine. Right we both need to be watered from the other side because we. I can't show up completely in the feminine if I haven't embraced my masculine either. Yep. And that's the same thing for men. I can feel men, they can be amazing space holders and presence, but for that, they need to be able to hold themselves in their own emotions, to hold themselves in their own feelings. Otherwise, I don't feel their masculinity as strong. So it's, it becomes a bit confusing, I think, the deeper you go into this. But it's... Yeah, so you you always need both sides, and there's always space for both of them. But I know that my, my main nourishment generally comes from being in this rendered.
0: And my main nourishment comes from holding space. Yeah. And being a rock. Yeah. And being present and available. And it's funny, but taking care. Yeah. Taking care of my partner, who now realizes how much she needs to be in her feminine because she has a really strong inner dude. Yeah. And <laughs> she can relax. And I could see the difference. I could see when she relaxes. Yeah. She almost reverts to like a younger person, mm-hmm. like a child.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she doesn't have to control everything anymore. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see because, you know, being in your masculine means... um, having to sort of be more sovereign in your emotions right and like to manage the emotions more because it's inappropriate mm-hmm. to have a blow up at the bank or to express sorrow to your clients you know there are, there are appropriate and inappropriate ways of expressing emotion and for her she can just let all that go yeah. and she can revert to like a younger state and she can just let the emotions free.
1: Yeah.
0: And my job is just to like, to witness, to to like, to a certain degree, contain, but not really contain the emotions, but to hold the, hold the space, hold the container. And this is like a hard principle for a lot of people to understand is like, what does it Mm -hmm. mean to hold space? But Mm -hmm. it's just to be present for and to not change somebody's experience. Yeah. And she can relax into me. And she can, know that i'm not going anywhere that she's not going to show me something that i won't be able to handle and that i welcome all of her yeah <laughs> even the parts that i don't like
2: yeah and that is so scary i just did an instagram post on this because it's this is where i'm at at the point in, in my connection right now that he's constantly reflecting to me that everything's welcome and i'm terrified even though it's my my desire is to be very feminine and to let life through me, but when I actually practice that, it's terrifying because that means I will show you also my darker emotions and my more ugly emotions and and, and not always be reasonable. And maybe you think I'm crazy and maybe you think I'm dramatic, right? Because that's like the narrative I've heard my entire life. That the moment I become emotional, I am somehow invalidated. And, and, I, and, and so when, when a conscious man <laughs> says, everything is welcome here, are you sure? I don't believe that because I've never really felt it. And so for men that are practicing this in their relationship, I think it's very powerful to be aware of this in women that we've spent our entire lives hearing that our emotions are actually a way for us to not be taken serious. But to then show it
0: to you. Like anything, I'm guessing slowly over time. Yeah. Right? You yeah. show emotion and yeah. then you and then you you watch the reaction. Yeah. Oh, is he actually oh he is. Yep. He's he's
2: fine. Oh, well wow, he
0: held that. <laughs> uh, he's yeah. yeah, he's maybe not fine, but he handled it.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's still here.
0: He's still here the deeper, the deeper and deeper you go. Yeah. To to maybe to a point where you just have absolute trust that. Um, you can really show your full feminine power to a man. Yeah, and that yeah. it's not going to scare him off. It might challenge him. Mm-hmm. It might scare the shit out of him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, and he might say, "Fuck, that's a lot."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't really know how to deal with this, and still stay.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I mean, that's that's beauty.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I wanted to ask you about something you just mentioned. You said you loved being in your masculine and you said holding space and and also caring. And for me, I'm really curious about your opinion on this, because this has been such a confusing thing for me on the masculine feminine thing that being very caring sounds like such a feminine thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's why I said it in a weird way. I was like, surprisingly, (laughs) also taking care of
2: and caring. Yeah, because when I'm... I've always learned that that's what it means to be a woman, right? We're super caring. We we make sure everybody's okay. When actually for myself, I've noticed that's brought me further away from my feminine essence.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, some, <laughs> I'm just thinking sometimes it just means like, like making a plan. Yeah. Hey babe, you want to go out Friday? Yeah. Do you want me to just handle everything? Oh my God.
2: Yes, please. <laughs> yes,
0: please. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah that's yeah.
0: that's caring for that's taken care of so she doesn't have to do any of that yeah so she can continue to do whatever the fuck else she needs to do and not worry about friday yeah i got friday taken care of
2: Oh, the sounds so delicious just listening to this
0: <laughs> and by the way friday it's always
2: excellent right
0: <laughs> It usually just involves three or four hours of love making plus like sushi.
2: (laughs) Well, that sounds wonderful. (laughs) It's
0: very simple, actually. Everybody.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's very yeah, but that's the thing. It's so simple. It's so simple. It's more about kind of the energy that you inhabit, like the energy of "I've got this. Don't worry, I've got this."
0: Hey, I'll make breakfast. You can just fucking meditate or play the guitar or whatever.
2: Yeah, I've got this. I got this, and it's
0: sometimes it's just that, like that's how I say it. It it might sound like dismissive alpha male dude. but It's like I got breakfast. She's like, can I help? No, 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 just go fucking play the guitar, you know. And like that's what she wants.
2: So, what to you is the difference between that and like alpha maleness, or or maybe like kind of the the old fashioned dude? Mm,
0: there has to be an element of knowing that you're doing it in service of. Mm. Not just because you want to control everything, mm. right? So there's this element of knowing that this is what she needs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and also if she says, "You know what? No, I really want to help you with breakfast. Cool. All right, let's do it together." Mm. It's not insisting on right. Like I can let go of all of these. I can let go of planning Friday. I can let go of making breakfast. I can I can let go of it. I'm not invested in that outcome. Right. I'm making a bid. Right. The bid is like I'll take care of this. I suspect that you'll be just as happy playing the guitar.
1: Yeah.
0: If not more.
2: Yeah. It's actually being of service almost,
0: right? I mean, it is being of service. Yeah. You know, I had this conversation with Dr. Alexander Solomon last week about her new book, Taking Sexy Back. Mm -hmm. And this idea came up, you know, that we call men female genitalia, like cunt and pussy and stuff, as a a derogatory term. Mm Mm-hmm. Because to to be submissive to a woman is like for some reason bad. Yeah. And a sign of failure. And this is where it gets kind of tricky. Being submissive to a woman, I think, is the highest act of service. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
0: From mat from the masculine to the feminine. And in my case, you know, I'm a heterosexual guy dating a woman so it's like from a man to a woman in my case mm-hmm. the highest honor and act of service is submit submitting to my female partner
2: yeah
0: and somehow that's a courageous act of masculine energy
2: absolutely
0: and of masculinity yeah yeah that doesn't really make sense yeah <laughs> To a lot of people, they're going to, they're yeah. going to say, well, no, that's like soft. You're being soft, but there's nothing soft about it. It's actually, it's like courageous and it's, it's powerful Yeah, to be, to, to be able to remove myself, right. To like put the ego aside and submit to my beloved.
2: Yeah. And to devote them that might sound really like spiritually wishy-washy, but there's an element of devotion in there.
0: Well, we we used beloved and devotion in the same two sentences, so now now we're in New Age wishy-washy <laughs> land. We we'll have to we have to rein it back soon because we're going to lose a bunch of people.
2: <laughs> but for me, like devotion is more that I I'm in awe of this human being. I think this human being is beautiful, and I'm so grateful to have them in my life and to learn from them and to live f- with them. And to, to let life live through us, and that—that that is devotion in a sense. And that's also why I think, for instance, a lot of these empowered women, or the goddess women. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote. Yeah, are still single. Because it doesn't necessarily invite a man in. Right? If I am super in my, like, oh my God, I'm this amazing woman, I'm beautiful, I'm powerful, I'm radiant, I'm all these things that doesn't necessarily invite a man in because actually what you're saying, like you want to like surrender to a woman, a woman actually wants to surrender to a man as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we want to invite a man in like, again, this horrible word, devotion, but how can I devote him? And that's not the energy that I put out when I put myself in the strong independent woman or the goddess woman. That's not the energy I put out. I put an energy of like, I will show you how amazing I am instead of, I see you, I see you, my beautiful man, I see who you are, and I want you to I want you to be in your power because that allows me to be fully me. Mm. So how can I put you into your power? What can I do to put you in your leadership? Um. How can I get out of the competition? <laughs> yeah.
0: That brings up a lot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That just reminds me of the posture that my partner takes with me, yeah, mm. and how good that feels
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> to have to have somebody do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If
0: anybody's curious about what holding space looks like. Yeah. So if he just did it, that's all it is. <laughs> it's not more complicated than that. Yeah. It's just like witnessing and being present for somebody's experience.
2: And trusting that that's per- that person has got themselves. Yeah. Like not feeling the need to fix it or solve it or intervene. Yeah. They've got themselves.
0: I think it's really beautiful that, that you said that. Mm-hmm. And that is a different posture than I am embodied goddess, empowered, watch me roar, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not going to, I will not bow down to that. No. From the get go. No. <laughs> Who <laughs> <It's>, would? <laughs> well, for feminine, more feminine men. Mm, right. Who are okay. in a position of submitting from the get-go. <laughs> mm. You can't submit. Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot submit from the get-go.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's a very powerful
0: <laughs> yeah, nuance. There's there's no power there. Yeah. It's like the dog that rolls over instantly. Like you go to pet and it just rolls over. Yeah. That's not sexy. No. <laughs> And a woman, you know, a woman who wants to surrender to a, to a man or a feminine who wants to surrender to the masculine is not going to feel safe in that.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I didn't surrender. It's funny. I didn't surrender to my woman for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was present and I was available even when she wasn't
1: mm.
0: for a long time for over a year. But I didn't roll over. And I don't roll over today. If in her feminine, she acts out, I'm going to bring it up. You know, being a rock and holding space and caring for and being in my masculine does not mean that I will accept all behaviors.
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not.
0: And being in service of and surrendering to does not mean that I will accept all behaviors.
2: Yeah, absolutely not.
0: Everything has to be based in respect
2: mm-hmm.
0: and care and love and attention.
2: Yeah, for instance, if I'm angry, let's say there was a situation that made me really angry, I can show my beloved that anger, but I don't have to direct it at him. Mm-hmm even though he he may have been the person that made me angry screaming at him is something very different than him seeing the screams coming from me
0: yeah
2: right and that's a very different experience because otherwise i'm dumping my stuff on him rather than being witnessed in the in the emotion myself
0: it's an important distinction to mm-hmm. as soon as we start to abuse the other all bets are off. Yeah. And it's really easy to do it when you're angry. Just, you know, I, I found myself in this situation yesterday. Mm. Something happened. And a lot of emotion came up. You know, I wanted to say, well, you, you, you. And I didn't I wanted to, but I didn't. Mm. And I said, Well, I, 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 I. I feel this. I'm feeling this. This is coming up mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. This is the story I'm telling myself. Mm-hmm. When I heard you say this. I told myself this mm-hmm. those are two completely different ways of interacting
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the the beauty of relationships i'm just going to step out of the masculine feminine for a second mm-hmm. is that when there are challenges when there are triggers when shit comes up and we feel a lot about that experience. There's usually something underneath. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Often several layers deep down inside of what's really bothering me or you. Mm. It's not the thing. (laughs) It's rarely the thing. It's rarely the thing. We know it's not the thing. It's sometimes the thing. Sometimes the thing. But it's oftentimes a deep core wound of not being loved, not being enough, not being worthy of something that feels a lot like it did in my childhood or in my last relationship. Yeah. It's not the thing. And so when we, when we direct that anger towards another person, that's not fair.
2: No, no, it's not.
0: And it's hard to have, to be angry at somebody and to have somebody be angry at you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Very hard, very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't like it.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. So, what do you do when when you are triggered and you realize that it's coming from a deeper wound? How do you navigate that in a relationship space? Because I know, especially in the more conscious community, there at least in the in the community that I am in, there are a lot of people that are saying like everybody needs to take care of themselves and you need to work on your own wounding and and this like very much fear of any type of codependency and and I suspect the truth is maybe not. That far on the other side, um, so how do you see that, Sean? That that when you are in a triggered situation, and let's say uh, you have a fear of abandonment, that's clearly coming from something you experienced when you were younger. How do you navigate that as a couple? How do you partner up in that?
0: First of all, name it to tame it. Mm-hmm. And the bu- the beautiful thing about relationships is that you can work on stuff together. Mm. Hey, when this came up, or when you said this, a lot of fear came up for me. Yeah. I'm scared that you're going to leave me. You know, the story I'm telling myself is that you might find something better elsewhere, that you're not really invested. And I suspect that that's not actually what's happening. And I suspect that underneath that, there's... You know, it's coming, touching this this deeper fear that I'm not worthy. And I know that's not true, but that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. So, you na- you know, I name it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And my partner holds space for that mm-hmm. and can, can speak to it. Yeah, that's not the story that is actually happening. You know, when I said this, I actually meant this. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to get the idea that This is how I feel. Mm. And and yeah, we do have to take care of ourselves, but we also do have the benefit of having our partners care for us as well. Yeah. And this might be tricky because, you know, if we're gonna go back to masculine feminine, for me to say, you know, I'm really sad and I'm scared. Scared that you're gonna leave me. That's a feminine posture,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Sitting in the emotion and and expressing the fear, and but that's important. It's important for us to be able to access those two energies.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. That's what I, I, I said it somewhere in the beginning. Like I notice in myself that I trust men who have embraced their inner feminine. So when a man I can I can notice in a man who who is comfortable with his own emotional world and and can own it and feel it and express it and take care of himself and that that for some strange reason makes him more masculine to me it it deepens the masculine
0: especially if he knows that to access the feminine doesn't make him less of a man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. It that's, deepens it. That's hard to do. Yeah. It deepens it. That's hard to do because there are some women that will be turned off by that. They're just not going to know how to deal with a man that says, I'm scared that you're going to leave me. And that feels a little too close to, you know, my experience growing up or this other relationship. Or they're not going to know how to hold space for a man's emotion.
2: Yeah. So that to me sounds like their own inner masculine then isn't so developed right right And so totally you you get a mismatch there. <laughs> yeah yeah that's why this whole masculine feminine like it's it's very like polarizing I get it to, to talk about these two categories that we all have and that then also very much there isn't such a clear line actually. So for me it just helps to be very much aware of these two energies in myself and how they're feeding into each other that exactly like if I want to be very feminine with my partner I need to have a developed masculine because otherwise I I cannot be with all the energy <laughs> hey,
0: we just had a technical difficulty yeah but we're, we're back. back do you uh, do you want to know about something masculine that I just did yeah tell me I just peed in my sink yeah <laughs>
2: I think sinks were made at that height for a reason. Well, not all sinks. It depends, but mine is for sure
0: at their. It's like, it might as well be, a, it might as well be a urinal.
2: I think somebody did that on purpose. And,
0: uh, and it's good for the, it saves water, you know?
2: Yeah, great. So,
0: but I feel, isn't it? That that's a masculine thing to do, right?
2: That's a super masculine thing to do. It's never, it's never been an impulse of mine. So other things that I do that are hyper masculine, I play hockey.
0: Yeah, I rock climb. But I Mm. mean, that's sort of an adrenaline sport. Um, Mm -hmm. Masculine. I also play badminton. Not Mm. super masculine, though. I mean, it is one of the fastest racket sports out there.
2: Yeah, I can see that. That's masculine. Uh, (laughs) It's a (laughs)
0: It's a blend. It's a blend. Yeah. Um,
2: What do you do to to nourish your feminine a bit?
0: I just had a aesthetic. Uh, acu- uh, ac- facial acupuncture. Wait, say
2: that again. Ecstatic facial acupuncture? No, a- um, aesthetic. Oh, I thought you said ecstatic. I was like, whoa. Yeah,
0: that's a new. <laughs> it's on Sundays. <laughs> um, so, like body work, treatments, right. like saw- taking baths, um, mm-hmm. meditating, candles, a lot of like low light
1: Yeah,
0: candles, like nice smelling stuff, lots of herbal teas. Things that like support the body, you know? Beautiful. Uh, Talk about my feelings. Good. Yeah. Uh, Cry. Yeah. A lot. So much since, so much since September. Um, And just like really going for it.
2: Yeah. So this is my practice. Like I'm, I'm a terrible crier. Mm. I barely cry. And for me my goal is that I could cry because I had a long day. I'm always very jealous of people who can cry because they had a long day. Mm. I can't even imagine it. I'm so like in business mode constantly that I just I, I make no space for crying.
1: Mm.
2: And so for me now my, my self practices is to connect to the vulnerability within myself and to slowly create space for those things to flow because I've never done that. I've never done that, so I think it's so beautiful to hear that you are so connected to that.
0: It's a new thing. Yeah, it's relatively new. I've always been connected to my emotions, but I haven't really let them flow that way. Yeah, and when when I feel it coming, I let it. I let it come, and I might actually even induce it even more by listening to a variety of different songs.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, are you able to share this with other men?
0: Mm. i mean i think i'm able to i just don't Mm. i don't have a problem sharing that with other men that doesn't Mm -hmm. that doesn't threaten me or scare me or mean that i'm any less manly than i am Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't it doesn't come up doesn't come up i also don't have a lot of male friends in in canada i have more of my male friends are in california
2: Mm. Um yeah. This is also something that and you know, yeah, working with men, it it really saddens me because I hear in so many men that they do actually have a very rich inner world with very few spaces to share it. And and it often happens in relationship. Um in in because the women or women create a safe space for them to do that. But that's often the only split, the only place.
0: Yeah, there's you know men's circles. Yeah, but I feel like that's a really nichey space. Yeah, so niche that I haven't even ever been to a men's circle. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to. I mean, I I went to a retreat in September, and 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 my everything just broke open.
2: Right. I remember you telling
0: me about this ritual for men, ritual for women, and it, it was really beautiful. There was a part of the whole weekend where we it was just us men mm. walking around with our shoes off uh, in the woods, you know, sort of like on a mini pilgrimage, and and it was really beautiful. It was super touching, and mm. we all got you know we had this rule where anyone could stop the walk and just share something, mm. and we didn't get very far because we were all just sharing. <laughs> And That's so beautiful. It was a. It's a. It was really touching. It was really, really touching to hear that. You know, one of the themes that came back over and over again is that men don't have the space, yeah, to share with each yeah. other,
1: yeah,
0: and to cry, yeah, and it and all that often gets dumped on the female partner,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: because they created the space because they're used to creating the space, yeah, it's their job, yeah. I mean it's not really their job. It's the job that they've been given yeah, by society.
2: So for me, one of my bigger shifts in relating to men has been to not do the emotional hygiene for them anymore. Mm-hmm. So I had a tendency that whenever I was around one of my men, I would say, how are you feeling? What's going on? What do you need? What What's happening inside of you? I would constantly do their inner checks for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I noticed something just happened in you. Tell me what's up. Mm-hmm. And I stopped doing that. My God. And it's been so transformational because they now have to take care of themselves. Yeah. And it's not to say, I don't care about you anymore. It's actually my energy behind it is, I completely trust you that you've got yourself and that when you want to share, you will. But I don't have to do it for you. I don't have to take care of you for you. Because I, I know you can do it yourself.
0: And you want to be with men that can.
2: Yeah, but it's also, I can imagine as a man, if you've always been in relationships with women that do the emotional hygiene for you, there is, you don't know any better. Right? Because if you were upset, your woman at a certain point will do the digging for you and figure out why you're upset. And if she wasn't doing that, you at a certain point will have to do it for you.
0: Well, you'll, you'll be constipated.
2: Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> something will start protesting because this needs to be cleared up
0: and it might not be like it might you might not do the work and that's that's on you
2: yeah then that's your path
0: your path is to be constipated emotionally (laughs) constipated (laughs) yeah and your job you your job is not to teach men how to
2: exactly
0: how to shit their emotions
2: Exactly. That's their, I'm that's done teaching work. men. Yeah, you're done teaching
1: yeah. men. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that that's, you know, we're kind of talking about this people pleaser thing where mm-hmm. people kind of take on jobs that are not theirs mm-hmm. to take on. And mm-hmm. I stopped doing that a long time ago. Yeah. It's just not my work. Yeah. And in fact, when I people please or I take on your work, I'm robbing you of your opportunity to do your work. Exactly. I'm robbing you of your opportunity to speak up when something's not right, to say no when you want to say no, to say yes when you want to say yes. I'm robbing you of all of that.
2: Yeah. And also, you're robbing somebody from the experience of maybe going through shit. Absolutely. that's Because we all need to, right? We all need to at some point in our lives. Maybe shit needs to hit the fan in your life. I don't need to save you from that. Mm. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: That's a blessing in disguise that you clearly need to go through. And for me, like I had a realization this year that the caretaking was a way for me to stay in my comfort zone. Mm. So as long as I'm loving and I'm caring and I'm there for you and I've got your back and, and and I know what you need and I'm constantly checking in with you, it's a way for me to stay so insanely comfortable because I never have to get vulnerable. As long as I'm taking care of everybody, I do not need to become I need I do not need to get um vulnerable. And
0: here's where it gets interesting. Yeah. When you're in the presence mm-hmm. of a man who can hold you mm-hmm. and be in service of you and hold space and, and be your rock, you can then take care of because you know that he can take care of himself,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: means that your support is in addition to his own support. Yes. You're not doing it because he can't do it. You're doing it because you want to. Because you want your man to grow. Yeah. You want him to be stronger.
1: Yeah.
0: If I, and, and here's where it also gets interesting. Mm-hmm. If I hold space and take care of my woman,
1: mm-hmm.
0: she will then feel safe to do it for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we
0: continuously grow. Yeah. Because she wants to see me grow yeah she wants to see me lead she wants to see me in my power. she wants to see me do my work mm-hmm. right my work now is, is is spreading love and and helping people love. she mm-hmm. wants me to do that because she knows that the more I can do that, the more I can do that with her and with commu- our community and with our family and it's a, just a it's a beautiful cycle
1: yeah
0: so being in your feminine doesn't mean just sitting on the couch and and having your man do your pedicure (laughs) no there's an element of being of service to him as well
2: yes yeah yeah
0: and that's why this whole thing is a paradox
2: yeah that's why the deeper i'm going into this the more things start to fade because for instance for me with my beloved when he can go into his feminine but it still feels like a masculine move if that makes sense Mm. Like it feels like he's always in the leadership of the polarity that is there. So I don't go, I don't step into the masculine unless I feel him going into the feminine. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to do the dinner tonight. I'm going to make sure everything's done. Like I'm, I'm totally happy doing this, but I would never really initiate it because I don't, I don't feel that need. But when there is space, I happily move into it. So he always feels like he's leading the polarity in where we are and I just get to flow with it and so that still feels like a masculine move to me. Mm.
0: Well, cuz he's also saying actually this is what I need right now.
2: Yeah. He'll literally say like I I need to just get a massage or be held or I just need to not do anything tonight. I'm like, "Okay, I got this." And then I'm actually excited. I'm like, "Okay, what am I going to do for dinner?" Yeah. I'm excited to take that role.
0: Yeah, how can I how can I care for you?
2: Yeah, I want to take care of you, of course, but it's not it's not something I will initiate very much myself but if there's space all of a sudden then i gladly move into it and so that to me still feels like a masculine move because i am just following the polarity
0: it is masculine to know what you want and be able to request it
2: yeah yeah and to design it
0: so i had this experience um maybe like a month ago maybe a little bit more where I was just really, really tired. Mm. And also, you know, I wanted to make love. Mm. I was just so tired. And I said, you know what? I I want to connect with you. I want to make love. I've got zero energy for it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you're willing to do all of the work, <laughs> I will literally just lay here and like yeah. basically sleep.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was the most extraordinary experience mm.
1: Mm.
0: I've never had that I've never had that experience before,
1: yeah.
0: And she relished the opportunity to just just deeply care for me, yeah, because I was able to ask for it. yeah. she never would have been able to guess that. You know, imagine if if we had just started making love and I, I had just like played the same old role and I'd just been exhausted and just like yeah. not present yeah. and still trying to be the active partner and...
2: Yeah, she would have felt that. She oh would have thought something's up. I don't get it.
0: Baby, I'm yeah. exhausted. Yeah. She was like, "You you can literally sleep while I make love to you. <laughs> it was life-changing hmm. to be able to first of all to just to be able to name that yeah. and not have any fear that didn't it <laughs> that it meant that i wasn't a man hmm. that i wasn't able to perform that i wasn't able to like make it happen yeah and then to just be lovingly cared for in that way affirmed that my needs matter
2: What do you do when, when people express their needs? And for the other partner, that sounds like a critique. Mm. So for instance, in the sexual thing, for you would say, oh, I would love to have that a bit softer or longer. And the partner that's receiving that, hears the critique more than the request.
0: Mm. I mean, I celebrate anytime anybody has the courage to ask for what they need.
1: hmm
0: Oh my God, of course. But wait, this is going to feel better for you? Why didn't you tell me earlier? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Have you ever experienced this as a man? Which part? That maybe a woman expressing her needs may have sounded like a critique or, or like you weren't doing something Right
0: well if i in my if I'm in my ego, then mm-hmm. yeah, of course, but if mm-hmm. I'm humble and I realize that I don't know everything mm-hmm. and that this is essentially a stranger, <laughs> even if I've known them for years, you know sexually speaking, this is a stranger,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I assume good intentions. The reason they're telling me is because they want to be closer and they want to be more fulfilled and experience more pleasure with me.
2: Mm. Mm, that's so beautiful. Oof, I like that part. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: yeah. There's a huge difference between I need you too and I would love it if.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For me as a man, huge difference. I need you to empty the dishwasher. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'd love it if we did the dishes together. My God. You know what? Let me just handle the dishes on my own. Yeah. Those are two completely different ways of expressing a need. One is a command and one is a request. A command gives me no room to navigate. Because if I don't empty the dishwasher, I cannot meet your needs, and I'm failing you. Mm. I'd love it if you empty the dishwasher Is a request that I can actually say no to. You know what, hon? I'm just really not up for it. Not tonight. Yeah. I don't know why I picked emptying the dishwasher, but (laughs) it's really hard to say no to, to, maybe I'm just way too tired to empty the dishwasher. (laughs) I don't even have a dishwasher. You live in Amsterdam. So I'm guessing you don't have one either.
2: We actually do. Ah,
0: <laughs> royalty.
2: Our, our tiny houses have
0: <laughs> dishwashers. Wow.
2: Yeah, my yeah. tiny house does not. <laughs> but yeah, this is, because this is also an element of this whole like masculine feminine thing is how do you invite the masculine into your desires? And that, for instance, saying, hey, my my faucet is broken. Can you fix it? Wait, didn't we already talk about this? We talked about this (laughs) when I met you like half a year ago, a year ago. We had a whole conversation. You were going to do an online course about this. I've been waiting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's
2: uh, April's course. This is me inviting you again. (laughs) All right, let's talk about the faucet. Okay, so let's say I have a broken faucet and I don't know how to fix it. And I would love for my man to fix it for me. If I say to him, could you fix my faucet? He might go, "Uh, actually, mm -hmm, that sounds like a demand. Don't want to. If I tell him, babe, my faucet's broken. It's been making my morning so difficult. I don't know how to deal with it. There is likely an impulse from him going, "Ah, you know what, babe, I'm going to help you. I'm going to fix your faucet for you. Right.
0: Now I remember what my answer was.
2: Because I know it sounds manipulative.
0: Totally. and There's some truth to it. (laughs) Maybe. Not in my life. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I'm also... I'll just toot my own horn here. I'm an exquisite communicator. And uh, for me, language is very important. Yeah. It's, I went snowboarding this past weekend and I was just like making quips about everything that my buddy was saying. He was saying like, oh man, it's really dumping out, you know, which means there's, it's snowing a lot. Right. And I was like, eh, that's actually disrespectful to a real dump. <laughs> you know, if this is dumping, what is it when it's really dumping? And he was like, okay, okay. I go, so this is more like, yeah, it's snowing or it's, it's, um, there's pretty solid dusting happening, but it's certainly not a dump. So anyways, I, I take it very seriously. And so (laughs)
2: language. Yeah.
0: And, and I'll, and I will explain this a little bit and I'll also, I'll also dive into a a weird paradox that I Mm -hmm. use often. Hey babe, my, my, my faucet is, is broken and it's driving me crazy. My reaction would be like, "Oh my God, that sounds so challenging. It would really suck not to have like you know consistent access to water, yeah because you didn't ask me yeah. to do anything so my posture is that unless you ask me to help, I'm not gonna help maybe you just really need me to hold space for you right now
2: right this is so mature I actually really like your 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 perspective on this
0: and let's not forget that a lot of people have a hard time asking for what they they need or want, especially women,
2: because it's really hard how to.
0: It's not. It's it's not. <laughs> it's the fear behind the asking. Mm. It's the fear of rejection. It's the fear of looking inadequate or mm. not enough. That's scary. It's not. Mm. It's not hard to say. Hey, I'd love it if you fix my sink. Could you fix my sink? And here's where it gets a little tricky. I'd love it if you fix my sink is actually not a question. No. It's an expression of a desire. Mm. So if I wanted to be really picky, I would say, you know, I I would also not respond to that. But I use I'd love it if all the time. You know, there's the three-part invite. Hey, I think you're really cute. I'd love to have dinner with you. And if you're not up for it, no problem. Right? Three-part invite.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Compliment semi-request and then an out. But I'd love it if you is yeah. much more powerful than oh man, it's such a bummer that my sink is broken.
2: <laughs> I'm getting annoyed just listening to this. I
0: know. So <laughs> this 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 showed up a couple like a week ago. Really? Uh I was at a friend's house and their door was stuck oh. and it was three women and she said she said something like, "I wonder if, I wonder if you'd be able to open that door." <laughs> and I just sat there, like, "Yeah, I wonder, huh? I wonder if I, I, wonder if I could." And then she, like, sort of was looking at me, like, expectantly. And I go, "Oh, I'm sorry. Do, do you want to ask me if I can open the door for you?" She was like, "Yes, we would love it if you could try opening the door." I was like, oh, "Okay, be be glad to help you. Yeah, be happy to." And this feels kind of nitpicky, doesn't it?
2: It does and it doesn't because uh, it is nitpicky, but there's such a big difference between the energies behind those two statements. It matters.
0: It, it matters. And also, you know, women for the most part and just people in general have a hard time asking for stuff because we, we want to mm-hmm. look like we're self-sufficient. And sometimes you have to get into your masculine and ask for shit. Yeah, you're not going to get mm. it unless you ask for it. And so me sort of not responding to her quasi-request of opening the door is an opportunity for her to ask her what she needs
1: mm.
0: in a safe way. Like we're, we were just around the kitchen table. It was, you know, mm. it was safe. And it challenged her. And she was like, yeah, could you could you please try to open the door? Mm. By the way, I was not able to open the door was locked from the outside. <laughs> it, that's why no one was able to open the door. It's not just because I, just not, not just I was stronger than them. It, no one was able to open the door.
2: Right. <laughs> so good that you were there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause these things are so important because like every, everybody says like, go figure out your needs and communicate them and your boundaries. And then actually I'm often stumped because I don't actually know what words to use. Hmm. Because if I have a need, like, let's say I have a need that is actually a demand or demand that's a deal breaker for me, Mm -hmm. how to communicate that in a way that respects kind of this masculine need for freedom. Yeah. And that's what I find so difficult sometimes. Let's try it. Okay. Let's say I I had a lot of health things and I have to go to the hospital and I have a terrible procedure to go if through. We talked about this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> Let's say I have to go through a terrible procedure in the hospital and I need my partner to be there because I'm just really not it's this is hard on me. How do I communicate? Do I just say, I would love it if you'd come to the hospital tomorrow with me because I would love to have your support there. Because that's a hard day for me. Yeah. That could be step one. And he says, actually I got plans.
0: Um, it, I understand that you have plans, and I'm really scared. Yeah, it would mean it would mean a lot to me. It's actually important to me that you show up. I need you. I actually need you there. Which is now it's tricky, right? Now we're using need language. Mm-hmm. I need you to empty the dishwasher. It's a little different than. I need you to be there.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm really scared. Yeah. You know, Mm. dishwasher and a sex act or whatever is different than I'm I'm at the hospital and I'm going to go through a procedure. Yeah. So then he can say, babe, I understand and I can't make it. I've got a really important thing at work. Mm. And Mm. I'll be there with you in spirit and I'll be there after when I can. You know, when we're talking about health stuff, this is a different ball game, completely.
2: But there might be other things for other people that just feel like they are very essential, right? So hospital might be an extreme example, but
0: well, we can we can stay with the hospital example just to show you what it looks like. Mm. Uh, what if that is a deal breaker for you? Yeah. Hey, honey. Um, I don't want you to do anything that you don't want to do. And I need to be with somebody who takes this kind of stuff seriously. Mm. And if you don't want to be here for me, that's okay. I'm going to probably have to take space from this relationship.
1: Mm.
0: And that's not an ultimatum. That's a boundary. Yeah. It's you expressing what's important. Yeah. And what you're going to do, you know, it's a consequence. Yeah. And
2: What's the difference between that and an ultimatum? Because I could imagine somebody receiving this could receive it as an ultimatum.
0: If you don't come to the hospital, I'm going to leave you. <laughs> that's an ultimatum. That's a, that's a tactic. Yeah, yeah. To get someone to do what you want to do. Hey, yeah, if, yeah. if you don't show up, And if you can't show up for me, that's okay. I totally understand. I'm going to do what I need to do to take care of myself. Right. Which means probably taking space from this relationship Mm. and giving it less priority.
2: The energy behind it sounds so much more loving.
0: Well, it's also self-loving.
2: Yeah, like loving towards yourself and just saying like, okay, but I love myself. And that means that I then will take some distance from this.
1: Yeah,
0: this is important to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, it's the energy behind it. It's beautiful.
0: Hmm. I mean, I've never done any of this, but that's how I would do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do we never graduate from relationship school? No.
0: Oh my god, I'm a. I feel like a child, like a toddler. Right? I feel like a toddler driving a Ferrari. <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. Right. There's a lot of tools, and I'm just like hitting <laughs> buttons and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get
2: it.
0: But there's intention behind it, you know, love and love and respect and, and trying to be as kind as possible.
2: Yeah, kind of taking the charge out of it. I, what I hear in the difference between the, the things that you're constantly postulating is there's a different charge behind it. Mm. It's not, there's this beautiful book called Getting the Love You Want, and he talks a lot about like war zone versus partnership. Mm. That a lot of couples are and just like I'm not getting from you what I want, and you're not giving me this and when actually there can be a partner thing, like I'm taking care of myself and I'm loving myself, and I see you, and that either matches or it doesn't, but I'm not gonna demand things or mm. or or guilt trip you for being something, Ugh,
0: so hard not to
2: it is. That's that's how we started this conversation, right? It's so hard to be in your heart.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I, you know, I, found, I felt very safe in my relationship up until mm. a few, like a few, like a day ago, mm. and immediately I found myself in my head going, like, "Well, you know, you did this, and that's not fair," and started like having a one-way argument. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And none of that came out. Actually, it's not true. It all came out. (laughs) But I told, I said, you know, I was having this argument in my head where I was punishing you. Yeah. Where I was finding all these ways of punishing you. And she was like, oh, thanks for sharing that with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that that's not what we're doing right now. Yeah. It takes a lot of courage to take a step back take what's in your head and share it with somebody.
2: Yeah, to be witnessed. Yeah. In, in, in your darker, not so pretty bits.
0: Totally, the shadow yeah. side.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And there's space for that. There's, there is there mm-hmm. is space for that. There's, you can share that stuff, especially if you share it once removed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> once removed is, is beautiful because it, it's saying, that's not what I'm doing. This is what I wanted to do.
2: <laughs> yeah. But it did happen.
0: <laughs> it did. It happened in my head. This is where I was going. Yeah. But it's not what I did. Instead, I'm just sharing with you what happened for me. And, and you know, she was like, oh, my God, it's so hard.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm. You know, I'm so hard that that you had to go through that. Um, th- something's coming up that I, I just mm-hmm. want to touch on. Mm-hmm. When people express something that's difficult to hear, like if somebody... You know, breaks up with you, or rejects your request, or changes your changes a plan, or something big happens. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I like to just say, like, oh, I'm really disappointed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not in you. Not I'm. You know, the classic, like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm disappointed.
2: Yeah, in the situation.
0: Yeah, I was really looking forward to that. Yeah, I was hoping that we could. And most people don't say that. Like, they they don't express deception with deception. That's how it is in French, deception. They don't express being disappointed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because that's... That's Such a good one. Mm -hmm. It's hard to
0: hear from the the other side to to disappoint somebody. But I also think it's very important to let somebody know that you're disappointed.
2: Yeah, instead of the urge maybe to go into a fight mode or, or a shutdown
0: yep this is what i wanted and i'm not getting it and that's that's a bummer
2: yeah i'm bummed
0: yeah i'm bummed and and the other person can say Mm -hmm. like i hear i hear that that sounds really hard I, i really wish i could have shown up for you i'm disappointed that that you're not able to show up for me at the hospital
1: yeah
0: yeah baby i i really hear that that's challenging and and that you really wish i could i hear that yeah i wish i could too I wish I could have it all. This thing is a priority.
2: Yeah, and then then the war zone element is out, right? You're not attacking each other, judging each other. This is just two people with different priorities. And then you can both make your decision on that.
1: Yep.
0: You have have more information.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. You should make a course on how to fight.
0: (laughs) I... Don't have a lot of experience fighting, but I guess that <laughs> I am making a course on the intro to great sex. Though I do have quite a bit of experience in that department. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mean to toot my own horn, but you know it's important to every now and then. Pretty
2: good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After that, an intro to fighting.
0: Oh, I, I'm doing a whole bunch of intro courses because yeah. it, that feels right to me.
2: Yeah, you just did your dating one, right?
0: Intro to I'm just wrote it down. Yeah, intro to modern dating, intro to great sex, intro to fighting. <laughs> uh, this there's a piece on rejection here. You know, rejection and deception and, and being disappointed. And you know, if you ask somebody to show up for you at the air or at the hospital, they say no. There's rejection there. Yeah, there's a feeling of rejection. And what's important to remember is that a rejection. You know, saying getting a no to a request is not a no to you as a person. Yeah. It's just a no to that thing.
2: Yeah. That's a hard... That, I've heard that sentence many, many times in many, many workshops, and it sounds so reasonable, but actually it's so hard to live it. Yep. It's so hard to live that. All right, so how do
0: we bring this back to the masculine and the feminine?
2: Ah. Uh, <laughs> that I think maybe expressing your needs requires a certain level of masculine energy and feminine energy. It's both this vulnerability and this clarity of, yeah, this is where I might need something or I would love for you to to show up for because I don't feel my strongest and I don't feel my, yeah. So it's a beautiful combination, I think.
0: And, you know, as a man, if I hear, I need you to, I shut
2: down. Oh, yeah.
0: I shut down because you've backed me in your corner and there's no other option. I have yeah. to comply.
2: That's why I'm having this conversation with you.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to comply.
2: No. But
0: if you give me the option to show up, yeah. Yeah. I'm much more likely to do it. Like, I'm going to want to do it. And that's what you want. Yeah. You want me to want to do it. Yeah. You don't want me to not want to do it, but to do it anyways because I want you to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. A guy that shows up at the hospital sulking...
0: On his phone the whole time.
2: It's not what I want.
0: No, you want some dude to show up It's like, hey, you know what? It would mean the world to me yeah. if you showed up at the, at the hospital because I'm really scared. I've never been this scared before. And you being there would make me feel so safe. Yeah. Uh, hello, I'm going to drop everything.
2: You know, it's the interesting thing that I, from the past situations that I've had like this, what mattered to me wasn't necessarily if he showed up or not. It was whether the intention was there. Mm-hmm. So, if the response had been, "I see you. I wish I could be there. I really do. I have something I can't move, but I'm going to call you straight after that appointment because I'm there with you and I'm, I'm, I've, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of you." Yeah. Then it actually wouldn't have mattered, or it doesn't matter, if he if he shows up or not. It's the intention behind it.
1: Yeah.
2: And so, I don't necessarily want to demand my beloved to do something. I want to invite his intention mm-hmm. to be there.
0: You want to invite him to show up. Yeah. You don't want to make him show up. Yeah. When you invite him to show up and then when they show up, you can actually like they're showing up cuz they want to show up. Yeah. It's a lot different than showing up because they have to show up.
2: Yeah, and that when they don't show up it's not out of like apathy, it's there's still a a a sense there of but I'm with you and I'm thinking of you and 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 I'm still partnering with you in this,
0: unless they're not with you and they're not thinking of you. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. we, we want to know that. We want to know that by making requests where they are, they are free to act, right? They're free agents.
2: Yeah, I really love this about you, Sean, and all your like free love advice or something very. I wouldn't say cold, but very like, <laughs> very simple. You're like, well. Then don't, right? Then they're not your person.
0: Yeah, it comes off a little harsh sometimes.
2: No, but it's because it is that simple. And I think, especially in dating, we're all just making excuses like, oh, but maybe he's better then, or maybe I could deal with this then, or maybe I could be with it. Or maybe he just needs some time to open, or maybe he just needs to get over his commitment phobia. When actually... You're very simple in this. You're like, yeah, well, then he's not your guy or it's not your woman, okay? Yeah, well,
0: they also do need time to open up. That's the thing, you know? People do need time to open up. I think there's a a lot of expectation that someone's going to show up for you fully from date one and that's just not how it
2: works. That's also not how it works, no.
0: Relationships are built slowly over time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I, I say something and I go, oh, man, that's borderline harsh. Borderline harsh. It's helped me. <laughs> <laughs> good. I mean, every now and then I'll get a reply going, ouch. And I, You know, sorry. I, I can't nail it every time.
2: <laughs> no, but it's good. It's, I, I channel my inner Sean now sometimes. I'm like, okay, yeah, of course. It is actually very simple.
0: For the most part, if people want to be with you, they're going to show up. Yeah. So the People show up when they want to show up. Yeah. And that's a very simplistic way of <laughs> just boiling it all down. Sometimes it's more complicated than that. Sometimes people take a long time to, to warm up and sometimes there's something preventing them from showing up and they want to or they're scared to or because love is complicated. Yeah. But for the most part, people show up when they, you'll know. You'll know. You'll know if they want to be there. You'll know if they love you. You'll know.
2: Yeah.
0: You'll know. Yeah. And, and you know what? If you're the type of person to not show people what's really going on for you, well, you better start because people aren't going to know how to react to you yeah so be clear if if you're you know in your if you want to be in your masculine you need to be clear about what you want Mm -hmm. and you need to own it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and ask for it yeah
1: yeah
0: you know in my relationship i've been clear with her from the beginning you are who i want to be with Mm. even though you're not available i will wait Mm. Which sounds like kind of a beta move. Yeah. It sounds like a beta move, but it's not. It's very powerful to know what you want and to be so confident that you're willing to wait. And I said, I will wait for you until it no longer makes sense for me to wait. Mm. And when that happens, I will tell you.
1: Mm.
0: And you, (laughs) you need to, actually, I probably said this. (laughs) uh, Because as a... as a man you can kind of get away with that sometimes
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you need to tell me if you don't ever see a future with me yeah you need to tell me that yeah if that becomes the case you tell me so that I can take care of
2: myself yeah
0: and I will tell you if this is taking too long for me that was my posture
2: whoa that is so powerful oof Mm. (sighs) And
0: vulnerable. Totally. Yeah, you're what I want, and I'm not really what you want right now.
2: Yeah, I'm going to sit in that.
0: I'm going <laughs> to sit in that discomfort, in that Oof. uncertainty.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a it's a bet. It's a gamble, for sure. Mm-hmm. And today, mm-hmm. it's paying off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It might not have.
2: Hmm. <sighs> So beautiful.
0: Mm. I'm devoting this episode to her.
2: I like that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Breaking open
0: and sitting with. Yeah. <laughs> sitting with so much discomfort. It's. Mm. It's so uncomfortable to to love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's so uncomfortable for for men and women and anybody in between and outside of, no matter what energies you come come to the table with. Yeah. It is so hard to love, yeah. and anybody who says it's not is fooling themselves and everybody around them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. trust
0: them for a second. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And whoever is listening, <laughs> you are doing the best you can with what you have. And sometimes your best is not that great and that's okay because yep. we can always learn and grow and shift and attune and adjust. And that's part of being human and part of being in relationship. It's a, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. You were talking about, you know, it's a paradox. It's, it's, it's a paradox. It's masculine and feminine. It's, yeah within two people it's all those energies and i was just thinking like oh it's a dance
2: yes it's so much a dance it's a
0: dance of energy
2: yeah and of people yeah
0: and you know what fucking dancing is hard (laughs) yeah (laughs) for most people dancing is terrifying show me somebody i mean there other than professional dancers most people really are scared of dancing And I think most people are scared of loving too. Yeah. Myself included.
2: Yeah. Another one here. <laughs> okay, great. Welcome to the club, everybody. <laughs> terrified
0: of love. <laughs> Turns out the Lovebird Club is just full of terrified <laughs> little lovebirds that are doing it anyways. Yeah. That are showing up anyways.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: I feel like this is it. This is beautiful. This feels like a. A good place, yeah, do you feel complete?
2: I feel so complete,
0: oh my God, mm. I'm all filled up, mm, me too. my cup overfloweth
2: <laughs> with some Dutch water
0: <laughs> dish water, yeah, but overfloweth so that I can give to others, yeah, I mean I think that's also it's important to note that like when we when we are full we can we can give from our overflow,
2: yeah, but first we have to fill it up you gotta
0: fill up our own goddamn cup
2: yeah yeah
0: final question tell me what does love mean to you
2: Mm. what does love mean to me Oof. Mm. to be completely seen to see to be completely known to know To be seen in in all my lightness and all my darkness, to be witnessed. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Beautiful. I'll take
0: that. I'll take Mm. that. Mm. To be seen and witnessed, and known. Yeah. As much as anyone can know anybody.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. A little bit over time.
2: A little bit, yeah. Mm.
0: Thank you so much.
2: Thank you, Sean. My God. This felt
0: like such a journey. My my goddess. (laughs) My beautiful empowered goddess. Hey, lovebirds. Thank you for spending this hour and a half with Sophie and myself. Your participation, your support means a lot to me. It really does. That's it. That's all I want to share with you. Have
1: a beautiful week.